Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me is my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Hey. The sauce boss on the wheels of steel, the ones and twos, the last white dragon, and the 2021 meat cake champions, sauce boss, Zach. Hey there. And a very special guest with us in studio, uh, one of the funniest comedians in the Midwest, uh, comedian, um, provocateur, no, <laughs> comedian, uh, Aisha Brown is with us. Hey. How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, before we get started, I do want to tell uh, our listeners out there that we are uh, a go for the Meat Cake Invitational. It's going to be this February the 20th at 11 a.m. at Almost Famous Downtown. Tickets will be available this week. It's a very select amount of tickets. What's the meat cake invitational, Zach, for the, those that don't know? I'm dying to know. Well, so we've started a tradition where we get together and uh, each of us constructs a meat made out of cake, or at least with this meat as the main, main theme. And then uh, we get judged upon those cakes. And then I walk away with a trophy. Okay. So Zach technically did win the first one. And well, technically, wasn't just technically. Or, just, it was just, or was it a full out win? Yeah, I mean, won. Yeah. <laughs> because well, I think he won. He won. Yeah, he technically won. Yeah, that's what I said. What well, type of meat was your cake made out of? I made a uh, giant crab cake, and then I iced it with remoulade, and then uh, I also did a uh, beef tartare on it, as well as a seared tenderloin. Over the top. Mm-hmm. So these are going to be... Uh, oh, yeah, these are all over the top. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely extra. So with your ticket, you're going to get a chance to sample uh, each of the five cakes, and these cakes are going to be made <laughs> one by the retaining... You're right there, Zach? <laughs> Well, Zach may not make it, but <coughs> Zach's going to try to retain his title, so he's going he's gonna to have one. I'm going to have one. Uh, Chef Bridget Haran is going to have one. Chef Alan Sternberg is going to have one. And then the two chefs from Misfit, uh, Adam and Jordan, are going to have one. So it's going to be five cakes. Uh, some of the best chefs in the city are going to be making these. These are going to be one-offs of things that you like. You'll never see these again. They're going to be one and done. Some really interesting creations. And they're all good, too. It's 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 almost like art you can eat. You know, you get a chance to eat it afterwards. I could make one. Hamburger, Do you want to make a meat cake? Yeah, hamburger helper and maybe put some mashed potatoes on top. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you're halfway there. That sounds that's sounds pretty good. Be dazzled with ramen noodles. <laughs> They had to be candied ramen noodles. Though. Yeah, so you turn the, the noodles into flowers. Yeah, there you go. Candied, yeah. Are you are you much of a cook? Yes, very much so. Yeah, what's your favorite thing to cook? <sighs> Anything chicken. I, I love shrimp though. I love shrimp. Shrimp goes with everything. It does. It really does. Shrimp tacos, shrimp and grits. 
Shrimp and eggs. Shrimp, shrimp, shrimp. What kind of shrimp? What's shrimp and eggs? Oh, just make some eggs and have you a little fried shrimp on oh, the side. Oh, just a little type of protein for breakfast. Uh, yeah. Well, we and that kind of is what we did today. Uh, you said you you know no red meat. We did have a pork free breakfast. I loved it. So I uh, definitely we went. So I, I called this uh, surf and chirp. Oh, uh, yep. So the. <laughs> and I was like, I can't like I, I called it surf and chirp in my head, but then every time I was like building dishes out, I was like, okay, and then I'll put the steak right here. And I was like, wait, no steak. All right, start back over. Okay, we got the shrimp. Uh, but Zach, Zach made a wonderful dish. Uh, you want to go first? What was the first dish that came out? Uh, I made a uh, cocoa bean, uh, which is just uh, uh, it's uh, chicken with wine. So it's just uh, chicken cooked down in wine. Uh, for about three hours with mushrooms and pearl onions. and uh, What does that translate to in French? I, I think it's uh, cock with wine. Cock with wine? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, that's how I like it. <laughs> 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 cock with wine. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> it's actually an American dish as well. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's tried this dish all over the world. <laughs> Best <very> served hot. <laughs> Um, or how do you say we we? That sucks. And it was the old cock that they used to use, right? Yeah, no, I, I think they did that because they're so tough with the old roosters that cook seasoned them down a cock. real long time. Seasoned <laughs> cock. This is the old seasoned cock. Now, when you say they're rough with the cock, like are you saying they smack it around a little bit? No, rough old cock. They have to, you know, cook extra long till it's actually palatable. Oh, because you, you don't want to just you know throw a rolled cock on your tongue. Okay, you want to cook have. it down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, all right, what, what else do we have here? Uh, oh lord, uh, the crabs Benedict. Uh, that was who? Who did the hollandaise sauce on that? That sauce was Excellent. amazing. That that was Zach. <laughs> Zach, that was great. Thank you, sir. Who did the crab cake? That was great. It was good. I don't believe anything you say now. It was good. Hey, I think Patricia. Patricia, you know what? Never mind. You can't do that. Patty cake. Patty cake. With his lips. (laughs) What were you saying? Go ahead. No, I just thought it was a nice participation trophy that you gave to Dyke. No, there's not. No, they went together. I, I would say, if anything, that was great teamwork. I would say that too. Yeah, yeah. I set him up with all everything, and, and then he stirred it. He stirred it real nice. <laughs> <laughs> he seasoned it up. He did. It's it was perfection. Uh, On a lightly toasted egg, English muffin. You know, and I used to try to source those locally because, uh, like, hardly anybody makes uh, English muffins like from scratch. There's like two bakeries that I found. I've tried to run around, and then at the end of the day, I'm like. You know what? Their English muffin just... Thomas's. It tastes just like Thomas. Yeah, it's like they're not doing anything special. There's a lot of things that I'm going like, to go like, oh, man, this local tastes so... Local English muffin, it tastes exactly like a Thomas English muffin. And I'm uh, contractually obligated to say I used to work for Thomas English muffin, so... <laughs> um, we had some shrimp and risotto. The shrimp and the risotto. Fried shrimp and risotto. That was amazing. Yeah. What, like... Like it was the, the the sauce. I don't think it was a harder brunch sauce. We we use the 
rough cock sauce, right? <laughs> yeah. Or what's the other name for that sauce? Just rough cock sauce. That's, that's sriracha. What, yeah, that's sriracha. What yeah. There's a cock on it. There was. Oh, the other cock sauce. Yeah. yeah. There's well, more than one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like variety. There's a lot of different cock sauces. <laughs> okay. Uh, cock based sauces. Anyways, <laughs> long story short, um, when you, you put that on the the the, the, the shrimp. And then you have the risotto that had this cheesy flavored, and it and it, when you mixed it together, it was like this kick. bomb of flavor. Yeah, kick. I I'm a huge fan of uh, shrimp and grits, and uh, I think I made it twice in two years, and my old co-host was like, "We always have shrimp and grits." I'm like, "We I made it twice in a year. I don't know what you're talking about." But so then I try to do like okay. Fried shrimp and grits. Then I was like, so like, how many times could I just kind of bend shrimp and grits? I was like, shrimp and risotto. It's not even grits. <laughs> but uh, I used to make, uh, when I worked at Black Acre, I, was, uh, I would do brunch for the brewery on Sundays. And usually it was about, you know, 90 people. And I'd have to go in there. And, you know, once you start making risotto, you can't stop. You know, and it usually takes about half hour to 45 minutes to stir. Not really? Chopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they they cut a lot of that out, but yeah, you gotta you gotta make it quick. Twenty minutes, but doing a big batch takes an hour, and you can't rush it. There's nothing you can do to make it take less than an hour, and it's just like you're just stirring it and stirring it, and about about forty nine minutes in, you're like, this is never coming together. This is never going to turn into risotto because risotto until it's perfect is terrible. Like it's weird. Like it doesn't slowly. It just like. It's unedible, 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 and then all of a sudden it's like perfect, take it off, you know. But it just you just have to sit there watching for like an hour, and like with the bigger the volume you're making, the more time it takes. And so you're sitting there so tired, and you're like an hour, almost an hour in, you're like, this is no, this is gonna be ruined. How long were you jerking it? I was, man, this is a really sexually charged <laughs> show, right? <laughs> um. And then was that the last one? What else was there? We had that Korean chicken. Oh, the Korean yeah. fried, the Korean fried chicken and waffles. I apologize. That I feel like that waffle machine is from the future. I don't know. It's like it killed five waffles. Made one great waffle though. <laughs> that was perfect. And then the uh, yeah, the Korean uh, fried chicken. Uh, that was the first time I made that. That was uh, that turned out. I was pretty pretty happy with the way that turned out. That was my favorite part. I was happy about it too. Yeah, it was really good. It was fun. I marinated the inside and then fried it and then tossed it in the a new marinade basically. Um yeah. What's I think, like a, like what's like the main spice when when you're going to Korean? The main I mean that was I don't <laughs> what's the main spice when I'm going to Korean? Like like <laughs> to the Korean food, like there's like different like oils and spices that like differentiate between countries and like oh this sure this makes this Korean. Sorry, sure. I, I I think I think for that one was uh, fresh ginger, soy sauce. It was like kind of a, a bunch of uh, Asian seasoning and sauces that I have in there. I don't know. I don't know. I, to be honest, if someone put my gun to my head and said which was the most Korean out of those, I I wouldn't know. Okay. I'm just appropriating. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but did everybody get enough to eat? Did you? Very much so, yes. Awesome. Well, welcome to the program. Um, we like to get everybody a nice buzz and uh, get everybody filled with food before they come in here and 
Now you feel like it's Thanksgiving Day. I tell all my secrets. You tell everything. How long? Uh, now I, I I said this at the beginning, and I I was not joking. I think I think you're one of the most talented comics that I've worked with uh, oh, in the Midwest. Everyone that knows you or has seen you perform has nothing but good things to say about you. Uh, you're one of the most diverse comics in the fact that. I, I've seen you murder in black rooms. I've seen you more, uh, you know, murder in, in mixed rooms. And uh, I don't think there's an audience out there that I've seen you perform in that uh, didn't love you. Um, is there you. a trick to that? Yeah. Because I've I've definitely bombed in both. <laughs> um, um, I'm unapologetic, so I don't change my comedy according to the room. Per se. Mm -hmm. Like if it's a white room or a black room, it's the same jokes. But if it's an all-male room, I may cut down on the male bashing. Mm. Maybe do more female bashing. <laughs> <laughs> I will adjust, adjust my jokes accordingly. I yeah. won't do popular uh, entertainment or social media stuff and talk about TikTok if they're over 60. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, this is basically just reading the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just go for it. I just go for it. I think of every performance like um, Dave Chappelle's watching. <laughs> please see me. Please discover me. Get me out of here. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I think, I mean, normally you're pretty chill and laid back and kind of quiet. Yeah. And then when you go on stage, it, it just it just rips out. It's like almost like, I can't believe. <laughs> Aisha the comedian comes out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe she's saying all this. <laughs> And then I see you like walk off stage and you'll just like go sit down and chill again. I'm like, she just murdered and like, she's just go over there being quiet now. Like, <laughs> like, it's like uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's the craziest response you've ever had? Like coming off stage or, or someone after a show. When I was married, I got my ex-husband. He kind of got shoved out of the way. I'm here for Aisha, the comedian. I have to meet her. He kind of got pushed out of the way. I was like, little old me. Oh. <laughs> We're on 38th Street. Calm down. We're on 38th Street. Last night was kind of crazy. We had some some drunken fans that were turned up. I was like, the best thing is this sliced bread, I guess. Where was this at? Oh, we were in Franklin, Indiana. Mm. That was a fun show, but... Nothing too crazy so far. Like, I haven't had the dude that was uh, followed Diamond home on Players Club. I haven't had that happen yet, so. What happened? <laughs> you remember on Players Club, the dude that followed oh, <laughs> Diamond yeah. Home? <laughs> I was thinking that was like a club around here. I was like, wait, what What happened? I did marry a groupie, though, so that's been maybe the craziest <laughs> response. You married a fan? Yeah. Are you, are you married right now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, of course it didn't work. Right, let's, let's hear the story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. You can't rush over that. No, I definitely don't rush over that. comedian, where are that? When does that happen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, like, so, like, well, let's let's go to the first start. He watched one of my Facebook videos. Okay. Oh, via Facebook. Yep. And then he decided he wanted to meet the woman behind the video. Okay. And he did. So, okay. he, so he reaches out online. Yeah, we ended up married. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it didn't go too good. How long the were you married for? Was great. A year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
don't take long to figure out if that's going to work or not. Yeah. Was it, what do they call it? Love bombing? Was it just like all hot and heavy at first and just like, mm -hmm. just kind of fizzled out? I mean, you always hear that, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Go from rabbits to they ask for a permission slip for the pussy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the same coochie. It's just a different last name. Yeah. You can still have some. Right. I'm here. You're here. We can, you know. So, I mean, it's it's different when you get married. It shouldn't be, but it just is. You didn't change your name tag at work. Yeah. That's going to have to change it on my email. I'm going to have to change my email signature and all my documents at work. Calm down. I'm coming home tonight, you oh, know? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, that part. Good entertainer is hard dating. How long have you been a comedian for? 11 years. Okay. And what, tell me about like when you first got into it, how that happened? Um, I was a dare. Somebody dared me yeah. to do an open mic. You won't do it. You won't do it. Of course I will. <laughs> and I did. And I did like 20 minutes my first time. Oh, wow. I bet they were pissed. <laughs> no, yeah. they just kept letting me go. And I didn't know. I watched the video now and I just cringed. Mm. Because the DJ kept making little noises and little gestures <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> if it's over, hey. And I didn't know anything about a light or anything. It's like, yeah. like now I host my own open mics when comedians do it. I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, but I've been doing it ever since. Wow, from a from a from a dare. And then it just got in you and you're like, I gotta go, I gotta come back. And I can't I you know, I'm not trying to kiss your ass here, but I can't see you telling an unfunny joke. Like, I'm trying to think of you as an open micer going up and, and, like, telling a joke that didn't work. But we all got to start somewhere, right? There's, yeah. There's some stinkers there. Or whenever I look back on some old stuff, like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's, it was funny. I don't think I've ever messed up telling a joke. And <laughs> I think from the very start, um, I was killing. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought the same thing, Dad. I think you're great. <laughs> I'm kidding. You never bombed. I think I've done less than my best performance before, but oh sure, yeah, just outright bomb. No, oh, see, see, it depends what you do. What what is a bomb? What is a bomb to a comedian? Like I've had like a homeless guy like walk into the show with like a boombox on his shoulder and start dancing <laughs> during the middle of my joke. And I don't know if I consider that a bomb because the rest of the show did not go well. It was very hard to pick it back up because <laughs> he was a phenomenal dancer. Like, and I don't think they wanted to hear so my jokes. So that wasn't a bomb. He just kind of upstaged you. He just kind of took your show over. Yeah, it was like guerrilla warfare. If anything, it was just it tore me up. That can happen when you do like crowd work or roasting. Mm -hmm, right. You might roast the best roaster in that whole city. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful with that. Has it happened to you? Have you? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no way. No, and then I got the mic, so it's like, you, you're you not going to beat me. Yeah. I'm amplified, so. Yeah. And, and most of the time, the crowd's on your side if you're doing well enough. Yeah, and the thing about a roast, it doesn't have to be true. Just funny. Yeah. Right. We had a comedian uh, start roasting the audience member um, out the gate by calling her a cunt. Uh, <laughs> shout out Griffin Shira. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody was like heckling or something within the first like he was the host of the show. 
And you could just say he was not having it. And he was like, hey, shut up. He already told her to shut up like three times. And then before he told his first joke, he already like called her a cut. And we were like, oh, it's going to be like that. It's going to be that kind of day. Wow. We haven't got the first joke yet. Nope. Well, if she was being a cunt, then I don't know how she should have caught her. I'll tell you what. I was not on the show, but I was at the show, and I was sitting in the back, and I was just watching people get set, and I was just shot calling. I was like, that person's going to be a problem? Because it was New Year's Eve, too, so oh. people were just rolling in drunk. And, like, you know the type of person... I'm not going to say it's always a woman, but like in this particular time, it's always like coming in. She's talking loud as she's being sat at her table. And she's like, I'm going to be doing like she's like calling out what she's going to be doing all night. And it's like, hopefully you're going to be sitting there being fucking quiet all night. That's what you're going to do. Come in and lit already when they get there. Yeah. She was in shot calling the whole evening. I was like, she's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, you said you just got back from uh, ATL. How was that? Oh, um. It was fun and different. Yeah. How long were you down there for? I was down there from, I, well, we left on Thursday, but we didn't get there until Friday, late Friday, early Friday morning, I'd say. Um, and then we came back on Sunday. Um, so uh, we learned more about the culture and how it is down mm-hmm. there. They come out and they support way more down there. And it was cold down there like it was cold up here. It is actually more expensive to go out there. Yeah. It may have a free show, but it may be $20 to valet park. Oh, wow. Yeah, you pull up to CVS. It's like, hey, we valet parking. <laughs> yeah, they valet park everything. And there's like no other option. It's like it's not like, oh, you can go to the free parking down the block. That's yeah. it. Uh. So that, but they have way better crowds. Celebrities like T.I. and Tiny, they pulled up to the clubs we were at both nights. Wow. So they're just out being normal down there. I guess it's kind of like the East Coast L.A. kind of. Yeah. Now, are you performing at this or are you just going to check it out? Oh, Lord. Cody. <laughs> Did he bite you? No, he didn't bite And that concludes Harder Brunch Forever, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we well, got uh, our first bite. Pending lawsuit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There is blood <laughs> at the crime scene. I forgot I was talking about him. It threw me all the way out. We were talking about T.I. <laughs> uh, Don't look back at me like I did to you. <laughs> he gonna look back like you didn't have to say nothing. <laughs> no, Cody uh, gives it to me all the time. I just think that Cody has a terrible judge of character. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's problem like, with the best uh, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tear your foot up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? All I said was something about T.I. And he just got offended. He is a big fan of T.I. <laughs> I, try, uh, I tried to be a groupie. And Mike Shaw wouldn't let me. Shout out to my partner and my uh, my co-host on the Lifestyle Night Party. He was like, partner, yeah. no. And I was down there because it was my birthday, too. Oh, happy bladed. Thank you. So... Yeah, I seen them, and I was standing right next to him, and I was like, oh, I'm about to take a picture. He was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Were you faded? It was, I, was, I was faded. Yeah. <laughs> That'll help my Instagram followers. <laughs> he was like, no, you can't do it. But, yeah, we saw Sweet Baby Kita down there. Um, Tyler Chronicles was the host. And getting on their open mics is like getting on Showtime at the Apollo. Really? <laughs> there are a lot of people? You can show up, but you may not go up. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
Well, what we noticed, I hate to, I hate to say, but we they had what Parter calls host liners. Okay. You know how you have the host and they do 20 minutes between yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> host liners. So when T.I. and Tiny got there, mm. oh, it's their time. Okay. Oh, we're only halfway through the mic because you've been headlining mm. <laughs> the whole time. You do 20 before you started. Somebody come up, they do 10. And all oh, they might have did 15. And then you're going to go back up there and do another 20. So, yeah. You know what's funny? Uh so like growing up, I uh, the f- some of the first comedy I ever watched was uh, sneaking out watching Def Comedy Jam, like back in like the like the late eighties, early nineties, and uh, they used to do that a lot on Def Comedy Jam. They, like the you know, especially if somebody sucked, you know, then they would send like Martin Lawrence or whoever else got there, kind of pick up the crowd. So I thought that's what how comedy went. And the first time we did a red flag show, uh, I told uh, Hannah who was hosting, I was like, hey, I was like. You should just do some time in between the comics. I was like, that's how they used to do it on Def Jam. And uh, we had Ryan Niemiller was our, our first headliner. And he was like, is she is she doing time out there? And I was like, yeah, like Def Jam. He's like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm new here. <laughs> so did you did you get a, get a go up on the uh, on the, the mic at all? I did. On yeah. one of them, yes, yeah. Uh, but like. We were assuming that both of us would be able to both nights since we drove like 800 miles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Did yeah. you have an in there? Did you have like someone you knew or were you just going in cold? I did. I did. But I, I guess it was cold anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that part. I do have a show down there um, the February. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'm getting booked and getting stuff. and We're making connections and stuff out that way because I have family down there. mm so, you know, it's a win-win for me to go down. Is Drake Hill still out there? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Does he run a mic? No. Okay. Yeah, it's a big place. Yeah, I, that's the only comic I know that. Well, Zane and Drake Hill are the only two comics I know that moved out to ATL. Oh, I forgot Zane was down there. Yeah. We got to pull up and check on him the next month. Zane. Yeah. Yeah, how is he doing? Now? He's hitting up the strip clubs, man. That's what he told us. Like, is he, he working or tipping? <laughs> Yo, he's tipping. <laughs> uh, you know, he might, might have been up there on the stage with him. They don't tell it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of strip clubs, did you get did you get any of that lemon pepper wet when you were down there? <laughs> what did we have? We went to uh, a soul food, Southern Creole spot. Yeah, we went to the smoking. Smoking kitchen, smoking yeah. kitchen, food uh, truck. Grady <sighs> that Grady Hospital is about three, four big dudes on the food truck. And yeah, the food was smoking good. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I had wings and I didn't, I'm not into all those flavors. It seems to take away from the wings. They get a little too wild. Mm, yeah. I like lemon pepper, lemon pepper wet. I don't know. I had that in Chicago. I think that was like a a lemon pepper spice or something like that. It was really good. Yeah, that lemon pepper was kind of originated in, in Atlanta. Okay, but it's kind of it's kind of gone everywhere now. Uh, the place that I worked at, uh, we used to do. It was like a smoked wing, but then it's fried. Okay, and I can almost not go back after that. After eating a, a smoked fried wing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do theirs. You think there's a smoked or fried at the Smoky Kitchen place? Yeah, they were good. 
But no, not that. And then what else do we eat? We ate, we ate at the Flying Biscuit. They have one of those here. But it just seemed to go so fast. We were just always in, on the highway in the car trying to make it somewhere about on time. <laughs> that mm. seemed like to be the whole trip. Yeah, just rushing around. Yeah. Now, was that like uh, that you just went down there as kind of a destination? You, you didn't do like a tour and stop along the way? No, I did not. I'm working on still making connections to do that. Thad, Thad and I are working on a, a southern tour for the... Yes. For the springtime. Okay. Down under tour. Uh, let's take a quick break. Um, we got a new commercial. Um, so Anchor is a, is a, our uh, the podcasting app that we use, and they we do commercials for them. We got a, a new commercial. Thad, you haven't heard this one yet? Yeah. So I'm very excited to play this for you, yeah, and uh, we'll be right back with more uh, Aisha Brown. All right. Brunch father. I need a favor. Yes, sauce boss. You see, it's just that I've been having a lot of troubles recently, and and I could really use some help with, uh... It's my wife. I don't know what to do. You come to me on my daughter's wedding day, and you ask the brunch father for a favor. Have you heard of this internet, sauce boss? Well, yeah, of course. So I was thinking about making a podcast. I mean, that sounds great. But I want to use I want to use this anchor. Have you heard about anchor? Well, of, of course I've heard of anchor. Everybody uses anchor. It's it's free. It's it's a creation tools that allows you to record a podcast from your computer or your phone. That's my problem. My wife's she's banging a podcaster. Well, if you had anchor, you could you could make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I mean, that sounds great. You, you think she'll be jealous? Not, not if you use Anchor. They'll, they'll distribute it for you. They'll put it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you, Brunch Father. I know it was you, Sauce Boss. All right, let's keep it real on this one. You need a project, bitch. A hood rat, bitch. One don't give a fuck and say she took that dick. You need a project, bitch. A hood rat, bitch. Fucking up and trapping up some hood rat shit. I got your man. Don't embarrass. Pop that pussy for me, do a headstand. I got your man. Don't embarrass. Pop that pussy for me, do a headstand. I need a project, bitch. Shut her rat, bitch. Wagon red 150. Red bottoms got the flow sticky. You know my tricky three quarters just to hide the blicky. Run Ricky. That he dipping through the avenue. French come on, Dolly. Welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. Is that Doja Cat? Is that who that was? Yeah. I don't feel like Doja Cat grew up poor. I don't know if she could be talking about being a hood rat. Did she grow up poor? I feel like I feel like she comes from money. Uh, she's a, she's she a trash baby. Is she a trash baby? <laughs> That's that's what she, that's what she's known for. No, I'm kidding. And you can have money and be hood and ghetto. That is true. That's true. But like, I don't know. Like, like I was like I always say I was uh, growing up. I was poor half the time. 
Like my grandparents were middle class, but my mom was poor. And that's almost worse because you see how you could be living. <laughs> then you go. And my mom would like, uh, man, like she would do ratchet stuff. Like I feel like everyone does this now, but back in the day, like she was like sneak food into the movie theater, and that used to embarrass the shit out of me because like she would buy these cheap like uh, Rocky Top pop sodas, and then like. Nothing says poor like that sound, that telltale sound of opening up a, a can of soda in the movie theater. What looks at you like? We were, um, I don't know, periodically poor. Like we went to private school and then sometimes in the middle of the year we go back to public school. That <laughs> <laughs> bill get ran up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they never, because yeah, we went to Christ the King up there on Kessler. Yeah. Me and my sister and another black girl. We were the black kids at school mm -hmm. back when I went. And, yeah, my father got laid off or had a bad dice game. We'd be back at IPS. Man. Was that, was that Catholic school? Yeah. Yeah. I was the black kid at my Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> it yep. sucked to not be able to afford Christ, you know? It's <laughs> like, oh. He's like, where do they go? Like, uh, too poor for Christ. <laughs> Public school. <laughs> I've seen the difference, though. When we would switch over, I'd be like, oh, we know all this stuff. We wouldn't have to study and press hard, and we would go to IPS. Okay. They beat you in Catholic school. Oh, shoot. Did you get spanked, right? So I, you might be a, uh, I don't know. A couple Slightly years, older. A couple years older <laughs> no, than me? Don't go crazy with it. No. <laughs> uh, I saw him wading into it. Just, <laughs> just willy-nilly, too. But, uh, but no, I, I do mean just a couple years because... I think by the time, like when I when I was in school, we still had corporal punishment, but they had to ask permission from your family, so it was always more of a threat. It was like technically we can you can catch a whooping, but like we have to call your family, they have to okay it. So it was always like just kind of like pointing at the paddle, like well, you don't want to go there, right? Like, no, I don't. No, they they beat our knuckles with rulers and mm. all well, you, that. You got that. I, no, not I. No. Oh, you did not. No, I, I tend to follow the rules. I don't like physicality okay. and corporal punishment. No, I just did what I was told. But yeah, they remember that paddle that had the holes in it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So Get the, you saw some pick up air on the white tee. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did uh, were you a good student in school? Yeah. No. Yes, I was. Yeah. What are your favorite subjects? Lunch. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Hmm. I'll say English, probably English. I like to read. Yeah, read creative writing, probably. Yeah, not so much writing, just reading. I like to read stuff, not necessarily write it, but read. How do you? Because like sometimes I remember somebody kind of uh, referred to comics and said something about being writers, and I, I sometimes I like I, I forget. I'm like, oh yeah, we are writers, you know. It's like some of us. Are physically writing everything out, but some people just write on stage in their heads. Uh, with your material, are you more like write something out, or you more just like something pops in your head and then I write, I write. you write it out? Yeah, I have an outline though. I outline more of topics mm -hmm. and then I'll go jokes in those topics and yeah. just riff on them. Yeah, uh, that's so scary to me just to take a topic up on stage and then just try to be like the funny will reveal itself when I get up there. I'm still at the point now where it's like. Even with my material, you know, if something happens. I love it when something kind of organically happens on stage and you you find that new tag or somebody says something and it 
shift something over just a little bit and you're like, oh, I didn't really thought about it. Like, yeah. this this. But uh, I've never been a comic just to go up on stage cold with nothing or even just like, I'm going to talk about pizza. Like, I'll make that funny. Like, I think I have, that's one of my recurring nightmares is basically somehow I end up at a show somehow and I'm totally unprepared and then I go up and I, I forget all my jokes mm-hmm. and then I'm just trying to like right. make something funny up on the spot. Or what about the freeze? Have you ever seen somebody just freeze? Yeah. Mm. Just go up there and just not have anything. Ugh. That's the worst one. Because everybody knows what's going on. Like, oh, he's scared. He's scared. Oh, he's not moving. I feel like if I was to do something, I'd just blank out. I'm really good at working off my feet. Like, just like if I know the material, just going up and giving sure. a talk. But if I try to like rehearse stuff, or I, I remember the first time I went to do like a TV interview for my business, and it's like I had practiced everything like two or three times. I get up there and it was just gone <laughs> i just it's like well i guess it's just whatever i'm saying now yeah it kills me going to open mic especially club open mic sometimes where there'll be somebody you've never seen before and they come in with the stage name this is my favorite when somebody comes in with the stage name has never been on stage before but they got the stage name picked out they got the whole backstory and, and, and this and that no jokes written no, no 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 not a joke to be found but I was wondering this. So, so when when somebody's known as you know somebody like uh, you know like the the performer or whatever, yeah. Like, do you, don't you just start like that, and eventually, like, either you make it or you don't, or do you become you know you know Dyke the performer at one point? Well, I think do you adopt the sir? You I know? think it's different from all, all people, you know. But like sometimes the most organic thing is you do something on stage, you're like oh. Uh, craps his pants, Chris. Like, <laughs> you know, like that—that's how you get the name. It's like, oh yeah. So, so if you start out with you know naming yourself, I'm not, not going to say it's always wrong, but I'll say that it's something where your peers are probably going to like look at you. Like it's somebody like I've seen people that have been doing comedy for less than a month, and they'll show up with their own merch, and it's just like, well, you're not ready for merch yet. You, you know, what are you doing? You, that's funny. I saw a comic last night. He had 10 minutes, and he was at 6 and struggling. And he was looking at his notebook, and it was like he was digging for more jokes. And we like, just say, that's my name, and that's my time. Mm-hmm. A good, solid 6-minute set is better than 6 but minutes A bad 10-minute set, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, like, people don't always tell you ahead of time like i, yeah. I like was, was it a mic or a show it was a show actually Ooh, yeah and how do you feel about notes at a show notebooks on stage for a pay like if they're featuring uh i I don't, I don't think it looks the most professional i think if you really need it i think there's kind of ways to do it where it's a little less subtle like you know what i'm saying like I've i've done the trick of writing and usually it's not like full out jokes it, it is like kind of had like my problem is i just kind of forget where i'm at sometimes and i just need a reminder of like oh you're here so i I'd, like i'd put something on a cod like uh bullet points on a cocktail napkin and i put my drink underneath it and then when i go over to get a drink i kind of glance down but i try to make it a little less so it's not like me going uh-huh. over picking up a book flipping through it hold on hold on what yeah. What else? What else? You know. Right. What else y'all want to talk about? No, you are leading the show. You tell us what you were talking about. Yeah, I think ideally you don't want that. If it's a mic or something, yeah, go up there with your computer. Who cares? Like, yeah, I agree. Uh, you getting paid for it though? Yeah, 
uh, I think you should memorize your shit like an Easter play at church back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Rehearse. Well, when, yeah. I, when I see people like, sorry, when I see people like uh, Lucas Waterfield, you know, like, he has to memorize everything, you know? So it's just like every joke he has is just tumbling around up there, you know? It was just like pretty impressive to me. Yeah. He is an impressive guy. Because my memory is terrible. I feel like I started to bring the like the paper on stage, and then I would I'd know that I need to practice without it, and so then I, I I started stumbling over bringing the paper up because I would stop and look down, and like my eyes don't focus really well, so I just be there like for a long time and be like what is that word I cannot even see what I wrote down. And then I'm like lost and mm. like I just lost any momentum that I might have had from being a new open micer. So I was like, I just got to ditch this, know what I want to say and then say it. And then that's going to be, it's going to look more natural instead of looking down. That makes sense. Tell us about this lifestyle party because I've, I've seen it pop up on Facebook and you guys have like the moving background. Yeah. So it always looks like. I don't know. It's like it looks like you guys are having a lot of fun when you when you recorded it. <laughs> well, we are. This is true. Um, I've been doing that about six years. Um, I started on a um, live streaming it on a website called View You Live by myself. I did radio, and now we just kind of stream live to Facebook and put it on all the different sites. Save you know, save it on the flash drive and upload it. That little process. Mm-hmm. It's a show about the lives of entrepreneurs, entertainers, comedians, and the things that we do. But also, I have like a segment that's really popular called Sex Facts. Oh, okay. So I drop Sex Facts, and we talk about those. And I found out, so the lifestyle is a lifestyle. So I have people contacting me like, oh, are you with the lifestyle? And I'm like, yeah, that's my show, The Lifestyle Night Party. No, that's not what that meant. So, yeah, that's swingers. The lifestyle of swingers. (laughs) Had no idea when I did the show that that's what it was. (laughs) I am so curious. Can you you share, like, a a sex fact for us? Yeah. um, There's about 20 calories and 5 grams of semen. What? Semen is low cal. (laughs) Oh, don't tell me that. That (laughs) That is a sex fact. But, I mean, five grams seems like, doesn't seem like that much semen. Well, even if you got, you know, double that. (laughs) (laughs) It's less than a a double cheeseburger from McDonald's, for sure. Not to mention that's five grams of pure protein. You're not getting all that fat. Or the female black widow spider, she can take on as many as 20 lovers in a day. But she's going to kill all of them after sex. Now, why would she do that? That's her way. That's how she rolled. Oh, yeah. You can get this pussy, but that's it. You ain't going to tell nobody about it. You're never going to get it again. You want it that bad. Okay. Okay. So spider pussy is to die for. If it's a black widow, that is a fact. I learned that uh, married people masturbate far more than single people. What? Who knew? Wait, Why? I don't know why, but it's a sex fact. fact. Hey, yeah. this is a sex fact. <laughs> sex fact. Uh, man, you should Good do. You, I feel like you should do a column, like a column. A, yeah, people like uh, remember that what was that uh, love line when people used to call in. 
and help me help help them with their sexual problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I think that'd to. be that would be awesome. Yep. Uh, do we have this? Do we have this new commercial in Kyoto? No. No. <laughs> that no, was actually, honest. I, uh, give me give me about five minutes and I'll get it ready. Okay. I had meant to get it ready. You know what? The reason's not important. <laughs> yeah, explain to the listeners why there's this gap that we just painted for them. Yeah. So Zach uh, always does a bad job. He always has an excuse. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of his shtick on the show. That's funny. I'm, I'm actually, I, I want to go off your sex facts because it's a topic that I myself am interested in because this is the how facts I got here. Or? Okay. I'm, I'm a sex baby. Media, we all are via sex. Well, there's there's uh, two like what is artificial it insemination. Yeah, artificial. Things. I don't want to be like uh, negative towards that community. If you were made in a petri dish, yes, they making ass, they making kids, they making all type of things these days. Yeah, yeah. You said I'm a sex baby. Everyone is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. So that, <laughs> that that is a bad nickname. Because even I'm if for somebody to get sex baby, if you get intimidated, someone had sex with themselves to give that. So we're all sex babies. Oh, because what are they inseminating them with? So you're counting masturbation as sex? Yeah, you're just missing a partner. Oh, like ghost sex? Well, yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that could be sexy. Go, yeah. It will be Goldberg did something like that, <laughs> but um, it wouldn't be labeled as such. So much of a hoe is better than taking a guy out from a bar. I had a one night stand, but he just appeared in my house, so we got a popper. You know what I mean? I don't know where he came from. <laughs> now he won't leave. He's haunting my shit. You know? Yeah, that would be that'd be a problem. That sounds like a movie. It does sound like a movie because, like, how do you explain? Like, because, like, the first night is super passionate. There's this beautiful sex, like, ghost that walks in your room. You're like, this is kind of hot. And then the next morning, it's like, all right, like, he's still there, just like over you. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I like, got to go to work. We can't have sex again. You come back home, the next day. Like, I can't. <laughs> you got to find his bones in some place or field. Yeah. And- Properly dispose of his bones for him to yeah, leave. Cross over Salt some shit and burn it. <laughs> I've been watching too much shit on TV. But yeah. He's like, listen, either you find my bones or we have sex. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, the only way. He's the only way is I leave, okay? I'm going to call you back. Here you come. <laughs> so we have a new commercial. This might be weird for the, like, the listener because they've ideally they already heard the commercial. Double commercial. Right. Right. So you guys. No, I mean, we're shows. What's that? Should we pause it so they don't have to listen to it again? No, we want them to listen to it again. Yeah, because we could have done this off the air together. Because they're <laughs> they, so they get it. They they already heard it, but now they get to hear us hear it for the first time. Okay, that's even better. It's even better. All right, let it rip. Brunch, father. I need a favor. Yes, sauce boss. You see, it's just that. I've been having a lot of troubles recently, and and I could really use some help with, uh... It's my wife. I don't know what to do. You come to me on my daughter's wedding day. <laughs> you ask the brunch father for a favor. Have you heard of this internet, Sauce Boss? Well, yeah, of course. So I was thinking about making a podcast. I mean, that sounds great. 
Well, I want to use I want to use this anchor. Have you heard about anchor? Well, of, of course I've heard of anchor. Everybody uses anchor. It's it's free. It's it's a creation tools that allows you to record a podcast from your computer or your phone. That's my problem. My wife's she's banging a podcaster. Well, if you had anchor, you could you could make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I mean, that sounds great. You, you think she'll be jealous? Not, not if you use Anchor. They'll, they'll distribute it for you. They'll put it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you much, Father. <laughs> I know it was you, Sauce Boss. Hey, look at that. I like how you even uh, feigned mispronouncing things. Yeah. (laughs) I like that at the end, like, you just, like, seemed like you died because (laughs) (laughs) that conversation was a little bit too much for me. (sighs) That was fun. Uh, I loved it. Like, uh, I was listening to the old (laughs) Batman ads, and I was Mm. like, I kind of just want to play the Batman ads on there. Um. So yeah, so we got a new anchor ad. Um, hopefully, we'll be doing some more, um, some more, some more ads, some more sponsored ads. Very Is there exciting. something else you had planned for the second half, or we just gonna listen to our commercials over and over? No, no, no. I just wanted to hear. I just wanted to see Thad's face. Okay. Um, Alicia, have you ever worked in food? Huh. Any restaurants or yeah, grocery stores? Or- yeah, for a day. For one day, where'd you work for one day? Burger King. I worked at Burger King for one day too. Oh my gosh! Same uh, they put me on the drive-through, and I, like I walked out after that shift, and I was like, I'm never coming back. I was on the uh, the burgers. I had to put cheese on the burgers, right? Mm-hmm. The flame <sighs> broiling. They were flying out at the speed of light. I was. <laughs> <laughs> who thought it was so hard to put cheese on the burger? <laughs> I was behind on putting cheese on the burger, and then I had on that dumbass uniform with the. Mm-hmm. With the visor, I was like, if one of these ballers come in here and see me in this, I'm <laughs> never gonna live this down. I took a break and I did. <laughs> you left. Yeah, on break. <laughs> I think I left on break too. I don't know if I made it the whole day or not. I, I don't think there's anything greater in the world feeling than leaving on break <laughs> to a job you're never gonna come back to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> keep it. If I didn't care, you can keep the check. You can mail it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I mean, you you're like getting swamped with cheese. I was getting swamped with change, and I just I'd like like, and it tells you how much it is, but I still like I couldn't count fast enough. And the the person the other drive throughs is like screaming at me, and I'm like, "This is my first day. I don't know how to count." How are you on the drive through the first day? I don't know. That place was that that'd be the worst. That's they're setting you up for failure. Drive through the first day is like you could get shot. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have preferred to do anything else. Plus, my buddy was the manager there, so I was already used to like coming in after hours. They were like smoking blunts in the in the uh, event at the end of the night and stuff. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a real laid back job." Like, I know how they do at the end of the night. <laughs> I came in. Well, they expected you to do some work. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, I am not the cheese boss." <laughs> Was that was that the only uh, service industry job you ever had? Yeah, uh, the rest of it's just been all eating. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, so, did you go into retail, or what did you do after that? I was a 
um, inside senior auto claims adjuster. Okay. What is that? The lady that writes the check when you write when you wreck your car. Mm. Oh, how they hate us. <laughs> You're just out here to beat us out of some money. <laughs> and why are you only paying twenty dollars for my rental? So I did that job. Uh, I had to tell people it's your fault. You ran the light, the witness said it's on a police report. I get that you're paying your premiums to us, but we have to pay the other people. Mm. Yeah, so that was fun. How long did you do that for? Oh, I say, oh, about 12, 13 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was my prior career to being a comedian. Now I just try to be a comedian. You just have, you got to have just years of pent up shit talking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got to let it all center and stuff. Yeah, yeah, lots of that. And the nine to fives, they're just not into you being an entrepreneur. And sure. working a nine to five, they want you to dedicate all your time to their job yeah. or resting to go back to their job. Yeah, they don't want you to be on anything. And I was the type I'm designing flyers at work. I'm printing off <laughs> shit on this computer over here. Yeah, my flyers is in the break room yeah. by the Girl Scout cookie <laughs> shit. Yeah, and they would tell me to get out. You know, a good fire. You know how you go in there. And you having a meeting and you think everything's cool and then they bring you your shit in the box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. They call you blindsided. Oh yeah. And you don't go back to your desk, they just escort you out to the door. But I wouldn't know what was coming, so I would just start taking my kids' pictures and stuff home. <laughs> Slowly moving out. Yeah, like it's, I'm like mm. it's coming. I've definitely changed everything in my life. Like all my jobs are like that's number one is like, hey, I, I want to be a comedian. It's flexible. You go. I'm working to. to be a comedian. If I get a gig, I'm probably not going to be working here that day. Like, like everybody kind of knows. Like, and I feel like when you're honest with, and it's also like kind of freight. It's not nine to five, like you were saying, but like, I feel, I feel like you're honest and it's like part time already. Then people are like more. And they're like, and most people, like, I feel like. Most people, if they're not a piece of shit, if they know, like, hey, you're working towards this goal, then they're excited for you, and they're, they'll they try to help you, you know? Like, most places I've worked, I feel like if you, like, come in, like, I mean, when I was in culinary school, I was working at a restaurant. Like, everyone knew I was in culinary school, so it was just, like, obviously, like, I'm not going to be doing this job the rest of my life. I'm going right. to go on to something else. And and then people really support you, like. But yeah, I can imagine getting in that trap of like <laughs> nine to five, work, man, sleep, man. work, sleep, come back. Like I don't care about adjusting these claims at all. No, <laughs> it was hard to focus once comedy really got a hold to me. I'll be honest. It's like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> got a show tonight. Let me write these jokes. One well, use it. You know, you always see people that are. You know, our contemporaries who were maybe just like a little bit further and you like so you see somebody who just like like the switch over between just paying all your bills with comedy. Uh-huh. Like like to me, it seems like such a big step, but it's just like that's where I want to be, you know, where like I'm, I'm so I don't I'm so over having a boss yeah. of any kind. And it's like not one specific boss or whatever, but it's just like I'm I feel like I'm grown up to the age where I'm like, I don't want to be beholden to anybody, you know, like I just want to go book my stuff, get paid, and get the fuck out there. And then, like, like once I'm gone, I'm not thinking about you anymore. Yeah, like being a barber or a beautician or something, you build up your clientele. It is possible, but 
Yeah, it takes a while. And then when it's not popping off. Yeah. Or you get a then you're just unemployed. <laughs> and then you run fall behind. It's kind of harder to dig yourself out, you know, being self-employed versus having a check coming in. But there's so many other little things. Like you can Instacart, you can Lyft, mm-hmm. jobs that you can sign into to supplement your income for whenever you get ready. Um, I do the brand ambassador thing. So I may be in the liquor store serving up a, rind, a wine or a rum or mm. something like that. It pays really well, like $20 an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah, you might be serving, you know, in Myers. Let's cut up these hot dogs and put them on a pretzel stick and pass them out. <laughs> Easy jobs. Yeah, and then and you get to kind of dictate when you work and when. I don't want the stress of, you're not making production. You're not bringing. No. I can't even barely work an eight-hour shift anymore. Like I, like I work on the weekends uh, part time at a wedding venue, mm-hmm. and I may work one nine-hour shift a week. Okay. But other than that, it's like I start feeling like I'm trapped. You know, like I, I feel I'm like man, I could be working on this, I could be doing this. Yeah. And I just I start thinking, I start looking at the clock, and I'm like, man, all this time. And I I think it's I think it's something when you get older too, you really start like I, my time has become. So so much, so much more precious to me in the past few years yeah. where I just like, you know, when I was younger in my twenties, like, yeah, 40, 50 hours, 60 hour weeks, of, you know, working for shit pay and whatever. I didn't even think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, each shift is a lot larger percentage of the rest of your life than it was 20, <laughs> 20 <laughs> years ago. And then when I looked at the job and I looked at all the imaginary money that came in, I made greater than $20 an hour, but when I looked at the money that came out from my taxes, mm-hmm. oh, that was like three, $400 a check. Mm. And then I was paying for health insurance that I didn't have the PTO yeah. to go use. And then even though I was paying for that, when you go to the doctor, you still got a copay, a deductible. I got rid of all that shit. <laughs> and then COVID came through with a lovely unemployment. So now yeah. it's about working to get enough credits. To get your money back from unemployment that you've been putting in for years and years and years. And then you go on the road and travel and your bills are paying. You live your best life. There's a formula. How do you feel about Indianapolis versus moving to like a bigger city for comedy? Um, Indianapolis. You may not get discovered or get good opportunities here in Indianapolis. But it's an affordable headquarters to live at. Absolutely. Yeah. So you kind of got to live here, keep your overhead low. And then travel to where the opportunities are. You know, you may have to rent a car. You may have to make it, like you said, a run where you go and hit a couple of spots on your way down to make it worth your while. But, I mean, like, I know, like, Atlanta, um, Miami, places like that, L.A., rents are starting at 1600 to 2000 a month. Yeah. And these are two bedrooms. I'll have, like, a... Three bedroom, two full baths, carpeted. Yeah. For less than a thousand dollars a month. So it's like, why am I leaving here? I want to, but it doesn't make sense financially. Yeah, I can't at yeah, I, at, at this age I can't imagine like going to New York and sharing like uh, you know, three people in a basement with roaches and so you know like and I don't wanna work like that. I don't wanna yeah. be stuck to where I gotta work and get overtime just to yeah. pay the rent and then Got to find the energy to do comedy. Yeah, you almost have to be a little famous in comedy before you move. You know, like you have to be already, the the money has to be coming in for the lifestyle. 
Yep. And, I and just, not that kind of lifestyle. I looked at what I made a week after I trimmed all the bullshit from my job. And I had to tell my supervisor, we parted ways a little bit before that. We had a meeting and I was like, I'm putting all this stuff on me. I said, do you realize you really only pay me $10 an hour? And the more time that I put in, if I go over 40, hour, 40 hours, it's not $10 an hour no more. Mm-hmm. After I take out what I really take home, I said, I can find that in the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't have to come here and do this. So, yeah, I lost interest. I was like, I looked at the home page, and I worked for a major insurance company. And it's this ugly family <laughs> that came together with a couple of dollars <laughs> and started a business. And I'm like, why can't I do that for my family? Yeah. So I put eight hours into my business every day instead of theirs. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's all state. They're owned by like regular people. These big, huge, multi-million dollar companies. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like, I, <laughs> I'm i there with you. I want to, like, I'm ready. I'm ready to make that jump. My goal last year and this year was to make enough money off podcasting that I could quit one of my jobs. <laughs> Not both of them, just one. And depending upon how how richly you live your lifestyle, it is doable at this juncture. Yeah, yeah. Just, living just, here, uh, just not very doable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop making <laughs> breakfast for everybody. <laughs> but you, you know, you have to live simple, and then that's the thing. Like we work to afford our lifestyle. Yeah, you might have to hustle on the side. You might have to sell some merch. You might have to sell some brunch. Right. You might yeah. have to sell a little weed. Yeah. You know right. I mean? You might have to. Because uh, it costs to be in this business. It does. Headshots. How much is three professional headshots? Yeah. It's right. free sometimes, but sometimes. It's yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. You might have to kill somebody. You know, you might have to. Um, I mean, but like. Uh, <laughs> that's why. For headshots? Es- <laughs> es- espionage. You know, you might have to do that. Prostitution. Yeah. Prostitution, anything to make it in comedy, you might have to do. And I, I was just agreeing with you and saying some things that you didn't say. Okay, I think that's why, in like in Chicago and Chicago, but like L.A. and New York too, it's like a lot of the people you see in comedy are rich kids, you know, because like yeah. mom and dad are paying for their place where they're living, they're paying for their school, and you know, they go and whatever X, Y, and Z. And so I'm always amazed at the the stories of the people that did it and they didn't have that backing they didn't have that safety net or especially like people will come in like trying to be comics and their parents that's borderline reckless (laughs) (laughs) but like but they they take it so seriously because like these kids got to eat like i so that 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 motivates them you know ideally i guess uh don't you drop a beat for me that's a good place to end (laughs) Just shame comic parents. Yeah, if you got if you got kids and you're a comedian, you're You're, bad. You're reckless as shit. I said borderline reckless. You have borderline personality and you're reckless. Uh, Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Aisha the comedian on everything. A I S H A the comedian. I love it when people have just the same thing across. It makes so much more sense. People on here. Well, I'm uh, I'm Goof Troop sixty nine on uh, Facebook, and uh, <laughs> and without fail, he reprimands them on the show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think that bit's a bit too far. I mean, no, not really. It's it's you know, it's up and stuck at this point. You got to help somebody get better, and if it's one little small thing, and most of them, you can change your name on this. Yeah, hundred percent. And you're we're we're trying to build a fan base, so make it easier for the people to come to you. That's the way yeah. I always look at it. Daddy's Jay. 
Uh, I'm Thaddeus Pop Tarts. <laughs> um, on this new website that's coming out, Instagram I'm at Thad McKee, Twitter at Thad McKee, Facebook Thaddeus J McKee, uh, Zanga Thad McKee, and Thaddeus Pop Tarts. Sauce Boss Zach. Yeah, you can follow me at at Zach the Entertainer. Uh, that's my new stage name that Love I'm uh, coming out with. When are you gonna start? Oh, uh, I mean next week. I gotta get some of my merch first. <laughs> got some shirts. Yeah, you don't want to start without your merch. <laughs> that's why I tell new comics all the time. <laughs> yeah, the first thing you gotta have is merch. You don't have merch? Where's your merch? Uh, I'm Dyke Michaels uh, on all social media. Uh, also, if you check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash hard to brunch, uh, you can get bonus contact every week and support the show and uh, get some of those meat cake tickets next week. They're coming out. They're coming out hot. All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah.